0: Hello, and welcome to Duelist Unity Movie Review number three. I am very excited and enthusiastic about the recognition that there is no secret ingredient.
1: And I just want to say, in light of a conversation I had earlier this morning to our listener, if you are under the impression that the state of peace that you're working your way towards or that you're looking at or looking towards um, is something that is additive, something that comes from acquiring more knowledge, acquiring more information. I just wanna let you know that that is not the case. It really is just about questioning the information you have. So that way you can find more information behind that and more information behind that. And it's never about limiting yourself to what you think you know. So it's not about adding information. It's about subtracting the illusion That you know what is as a concept so you can see more of what is and that includes about yourself or the world and on that note the dualistic unity movie review for this week is all about kung fu panda as andrew kind of hinted at in the intro so I love this movie. I've loved this movie since it came out. Uh, My daughter was one and a half when this movie came out in 2008. Uh, The movie stars Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie, Ian McShane, and a host of others. It's really just an incredible cast in terms of voice actors. The animation's fantastic. If you haven't seen the movie, definitely go and watch the movie first before this review, because we're going to basically go through all of the aspects of the movie, some of the symbolism, some of the lessons. We're going to talk about some of the deeper lessons underneath the characters. It's going to be a good conversation because this movie is so, so full of good stuff. So go and watch the movie, come back, and I'm going to pass this over to Andrew.
0: Yeah, this, this movie is incredible. I'm very excited to get into it. It's basically, so just high level. It's basically a story of a bunch of characters Kind of going back and forth between control and letting go between being yourself and being some idea that you hold on to that think that you think could be possibly better than yourself or more than yourself and so follows this main character, Poe, who's a panda, through kind of having this dream of being a kung Fu warrior and literally dreaming about being this but Having a lot of self-doubt, you know, not thinking that he could ever be that. And then one thing leads to another, kind of falls into this situation where it turns out he might be the ultimate warrior, the the dragon warrior, as they say. And then it's just back and forth between those who think that they should have been the dragon warrior, believing that you know he isn't deserving because he hasn't gone through all of the structure and all of the training. And all the things you need to do in order to become the dragon warrior. So there's a ton of back and forth there between accepting him, him accepting himself, him not accepting himself, them not accepting him. And it basically just goes back and forth through that until pretty much everyone lets go of their desire for control, except for you know, one character that ends up just, you know, kind of. Poofing away (laughs) um yeah lots of spoilers so definitely go watch the movie before you listen to this review as we as we always say um but it's just the symbolism in this is absolutely incredible and yeah there's a bunch of individual scenes that i thought were just so cool and quotes from the movie there's probably some stuff you've seen online some memes or, or gifs that you've seen around from this movie um so yeah if you haven't checked it out definitely do so and yeah i'm excited to get into some of the specifics of it.
1: Yeah, well, let's start at the beginning because the opening sequence to this movie is brilliant because it depicts Poe, our main character, in his dream of what he wants to be at the end of the day of what he feels himself aligned with, but it's not part of his life. And what's interesting is that in that dream, he's, he's very stoic, he's very calm, but on the other hand, everybody perceives him in a certain way, right? As mysterious and kind of a badass. And yet, and at one point, he's like, "You're so awesome." And he's like, "There is no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness, right?" And that's exactly what the dream is about: is about him suddenly having value, and it revolves around something he's very passionate about for sure. But it still is kind of revolving around this low self-esteem that he has or rather this negative self-opinion that he has that he'll never be able to do that and then he wakes up and he's in his life and everything in his room is basically all about kung fu it's all about these these five masters that he looks up to as being legendary that he would love to be himself but he goes downstairs and there's his dad and I think it's so funny because Poe doesn't even want to express what his dream is to his dad he keeps it to himself because he, he knows his dad wants him to run the business. You know, we are noodle folk, this is what we do. And so Poe mentions his dream and his dad's like, what dream? And he's like, oh, uh, dreaming about noodles. And then his dad's like, aha, see, that's evidence that this is your place in life because his dad is looking at it from his own perspective. Right, and so it's it's really interesting because Poe is just locked in this idea that he could never be the thing that he wants to be to the point where he's almost ashamed to share it with anybody. He's so enthusiastic. It just comes through in everything. As soon as they put the poster up that they're going to choose the dragon warrior, you could see like he's practically dancing in his his place. He's just like, oh, we're going to do this. And then his dad's like, yeah, well, don't forget the cart. Bring it all the way up because obviously this is about noodles and everything else. and, And he just doesn't see that his son wants to do something different, that his son wants to live something different. And it's so interesting because if it wasn't for, if perhaps the dad wasn't so wrapped up in his dream for Poe, maybe he would see what Poe's dreams are.
0: And, and be, seeing that, that even just in that specific situation where his dad sees him having the dream and he's like, oh, that's evidence that that is your destiny. Meanwhile, he has the dream about his actual destiny, that he's not willing to look at. So couldn't that be symbolism for that being the actual destiny that he's meant to meant to serve or, or has the capacity to fulfill, I guess, if, if for only he was able to believe in himself. And so going through, you know, just into, into the next big scene basically. So he, he is going to see, you know, who's going to be named the dragon warrior and, and, brings the noodles and then he's like uh, up 10 stairs. And he's like, basically like, fuck this. I'm not bringing the noodles because it's like probably 50 pounds and it's a thousand stairs. And so he drops it, climbs up the stairs, gets there right before the doors close, doors close in his face. And then he's trying to just figure out any way to get over. And I think just, there's so many scenes of his persistence and unwillingness to quit basically, which comes to be his his biggest strength in the end is unwillingness to quit. And so just this situation is one of the first examples of it where he's outside of the walls, can't get in. And he's like trying everything. And he keeps getting like, he's pulling branches down to try and slingshot it's smacking him in the face, getting sent into walls. Like just try, tries probably 10 different things before he finally figures out. He straps on a bunch of fireworks to a chair, tries his dad shows up, doesn't work. He falls over, He's about to give up, and then all of a sudden the fuse lights, and he gets fucking rocketed over the wall, lands right in front of the five masters, who are very close to uh, to getting chosen, or thinking they were getting chosen, and right before that, Uguay <laughs> is like, I sense the dragon warrior is close, and so they all think that it must be must be one of them, and turns out Poe gets sent over, so they so they stop the battle or whatever they're doing. the The show they're like, "Oh, time time to choose." And Uguay, it's funny as he's walking down, he's kind of dancing, like taking his time, like in no rush whatsoever, just being the embodiment of flow in the moment. It's so funny to see how timing works out perfectly, and then all of a sudden, Poe out of his rocket lands right in front of the five warriors. And now I'll, I'll pass it over, over to Ray.
1: I want to talk about destiny because you brought it up. And that is definitely one of the underlying lessons behind this movie is the idea of free will and destiny. And I find Uguay, the, the ancient master's character to be so very interesting because the first scene that you meet Uguay in is where he calls Shifu to talk. And Shifu like, well, what's wrong? He's like, why does something have to be wrong? And then he goes over and he's very deliberate and very slow about everything, despite the fact that he is the most gifted warrior in that entire compound. He still takes his time, like he goes to blow out the hundreds of candles and he's doing it one at a time. And I love the fact that he stops at one point, looks right at Shifu, who he knows is just going nuts about how, how long this is taking and then deliberately does it again. Like Ugwe's pace is incredible. And right from the start, he says, I've had a vision. Well, why did Ugwe have a vision? Well, Ugwe had a vision because he is very aware. And what is he aware of? And this is what we were talking about at the retreat as well, in terms of a state of of vulnerability and openness. Suddenly everything seems like it it is part of a cycle. There are all different cycles within cycles, and they're all very symbolic. And Ugwe is very aware of this. And so he has been around for the cycle of everything that's been leading up to this. Ugwe is like a thousand years old. Right, So he's been around. He's seen a lot of things. He's aware of the story of Tai Lung and Shifu and everything else before this. And and he sees that that story is going to come full circle. That lesson of control. And Shifu immediately says, well, we got to control that. Right, We got to put more guards in the prison. And Uguay says something. And I was going to say this the other day, and I didn't because I wanted you to watch this movie first. But the line he says next is beautiful. One often meets one's destiny on the path one takes to avoid it. Uguay sees all of this coming. He sees all of it transpiring. He's aware of it in a way that everybody else is just struggling to be a part of. And that's why I love that moment when he's going to choose the dragon warrior, which is what Shifu says and what everybody else assumes. But Uguay himself doesn't say that. What he says is, I feel the dragon warrior's presence. He feels the cycle coming to a close. He feels Poe's story coming into the narrative that he's been a part of for a thousand years. And he just lets it happen. I find that aspect of, of Kung Fu Panda to be probably one of the most interesting. The interplay of prophecy and free will or destiny and free will because they're one and the same. It's just recognizing the larger picture and the smaller picture that makes it up.
0: Yeah. That, that quote is just so fucking incredible. Like I had that one written down. I have a number of quotes from it written down because that whole situation, one often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it is exactly What happened as he says that? It's like, you know, Tai Lung is, or what does he, he says exact like Tai Lung is going to make his way back to town, basically, but he doesn't say that he's escaped or that how it's going to happen. And Shifu is immediately like, what? We have to, we have to double down on control. We have to, you know, control the situation. And so he sends the duck to the prison, whose feather floats down. And is the exact thing that releases Tai Lung, literally the control. And then another example in the prison, when the guards are like shooting at him before he's even escaped, they're trying to shoot at him. One of the arrows hits his harness, hits his shackle, busts him open. He's able to rip off the other one. So it's like desire for control, desire for control, desire for control does the exact opposite, just like resistance, you know, does the exact opposite. You're feeling a certain feeling. You're resisting it. You don't want to feel it because you think you have this idea of what you should and shouldn't be doing, where you should and shouldn't be going. You you have a certain path that you're on, but you have another path that you think you should be on, and your resistance to the path that you're on right now, thinking you should be on another path, is what creates the suffering in the inevitable path of where you're going. So rather than trying to focus on this idea of what path you should be on, just being where you're at, relaxing into yourself, relaxing into the recognition that you don't know where it's going or where you should be going. But it, I just find it so funny that seeing right from the get, he's like, one often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. Like, And immediately, Shifu doesn't even realize what he's saying. And he's like, control, 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 send more guards, double the guards. It's like that action of sending the duck to tell him is what releases Tai Long, is what causes the inevitability of him coming back to the town, just like Uguay said, it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting is, so Shifu's story is incredibly interesting because he's very adept as a teacher and a martial artist, and he's done so through discipline, he's done through done so through training, and he deeply believes in control and perfection. He deeply believes in one's ability to focus to create an outcome or a specific end result. And his students are masters, they're legendary. So he has a lot in terms of evidence that that works, except for Tai Lung. And what's interesting is that with Tai Lung, it wasn't just the control, but he also gave his love and his passion to Tai Lung. And so instead of seeing that it was the control that that was the problem, instead he withdrew his love from the rest of his students after Tai Lung turned, right? Not realizing, no, no, it's the control. Like you see it when Shifu is training the students at the beginning of the movie or the other masters at the beginning of the movie. He actually says, great job. If you were looking to disappoint me, he's harsh. He's not gentle. He has no relationship with them at all. Instead, he's just basically just drilling them into being these incredible martial artists. But what is he doing for them as people? And that's why Poe's character is so very interesting because Poe is all about people. Poe is very vulnerable. Poe is very much an easy character to relate to and connect with because he's authentic and empathetic, right? Because he's not trying to be better than anybody. He just wants to be involved. And so I think it's interesting that as Shifu is basically trying to make Poe give up because Poe is not his ideal warrior. Poe is not what he would say is going to be the solution to Tai Lung. All the other students actually start talking to Poe and recognizing that there's a lot to Poe. It's not necessarily that he's going to be like the most incredible martial artist. Nobody sees that, but that he is a wonderful person, that he is passionate and open and enthusiastic, and it starts to rub off on them. They actually start to laugh. That, that noodle scene really always gets to me where they're kind of making fun of Shifu and Shifu walks in, but everybody else is just having a laugh, including Monkey. Like it's the funniest moment. And, and there you can see what Poe's strength really is. He's fluid. He's adaptable. He's really good and just adapting to the moment. He just has no faith in himself. Right? But that, that's Shifu's problem. Shifu wants him to say, I can do this. This is what's going to happen. I you know, And, and I'm going to work until it happens like every other student is trained or rather like he's trained every other student. So it's really interesting to see Shifu reconciling the idea that he does not know how to train Po, and that's what intimidates him, right? Whereas Ugwe, Ugwe doesn't know in general. I love the fact that when they're talking about Tai Lung returning and he's like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, you know, you gotta calm your mind. Your mind is like this water. It's unclear, you have to calm your mind. And the answer will present itself. And he sees the dragon scroll in the reflection. He's like, oh, the dragon warrior. That's what's going to save us. Who? Who could be the dragon warrior? Uguay, without missing a beat, says,
0: I don't know. Yeah, that, that part is awesome. And uh, with so with the, uh, the food scene there, because I wanted to get into this character a little bit. In the food scene, Poe is making noodles for everyone and passing them out. Everyone's enjoying the noodles and like, gives, tries to give some to Tigress, and, and she's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't eat noodles. You know, they, they say legend tells that the dragon warrior can survive off of it's like something like dew and the energy of the universe, something like that. And that's it for 30 days or three years or, or whatever, whatever she says exactly. And it just is so symbolic of her holding on to this idea of what the dragon warrior is, this idea of needing to be something that she isn't. She's trying to fit the mold of what she thinks the dragon warrior should be because legend tells this, this and this thinking that she has to fit into it as opposed to it fitting into her, which is all that anyone ever has to do, like relaxing into yourself, relaxing into the reality of you. And so on the flip side, Poe, you just said how Shifu doesn't know how to train Poe until sees him in the in the cookie cabinet in the pantry and he's like talking to him because Poe when he when he's uncomfortable or, or sad or whatever he starts eating and so uh Shifu comes into the kitchen or wherever he is and he's like snacking on everything he can find and he he stops and he's like oh sorry basically like thinking he's doing something wrong and then Shifu's like tells him i think he he understands where he might want to go with poe and he's like you know uh, monkeys cookies are are up in the top top corner up there and then he leaves but just kind of hangs around to see what poe does knowing that poe's gonna like immediately try and find him he comes back Poe's 10 feet in the air doing a full split eating cookies and shifu's immediately like (sighs) oh And Poe's like, oh, I know. You think I'm a a fat piece of shit, basically, or whatever he says. And Shifu's like, no, you're doing a perfect split 10 feet off the ground. How how did you do that? And he was like, I don't know. It just just happened. I don't know. There's cookies up here. And so in that moment, Shifu recognizes like, oh, he can use food to motivate Poe because Shifu probably has an idea that, food isn't a good motivator, you know, probably along the lines of Tigris thinking, you know, you should be able to survive off of dew and the energy of the universe. And that's what the dragon warrior does. So he relinquishes his idea of what it should be and allows Poe to just utilize himself, like his, his own desires and strengths rather than resisting them. Let's go through them. Let's utilize them. And then they go through all of their training using, you know, food dumplings as a motivator Until the end of the training where Poe beats Shifu in the fight. And he's like, all right, you can eat the dumpling. And he flicks it back to him. Not hungry anymore. Oh, shit. So
1: that scene was amazing. I just wanted to say that entire chopstick dumpling scene is brilliant. It's so well done. It's really, really entertaining. But it's interesting to watch the development of their relationship throughout the training. Because it's interesting because that moment where Poe is 10 feet in the air doing a perfect split. And he's like, it's just an accident. Shifu, there are no accidents. He finally recognizes what Uguay has been saying to him this entire time. And if you just watch, the lessons are there. If you are just willing to encourage it, to nurture it, and to believe in it, that tree will grow, right? Which is exactly what Ubu is saying. And so it's interesting how suddenly Shifu lets down his guard relaxes, gets into whatever the training has to be for Poe, rather than how he's trained everybody else. And he starts to laugh more. He starts to enjoy himself more. You can see him smiling and kind of enjoying the progress of his student like he did with Tai Lung, but for a totally different reason. It's not that he's trying to get Poe anywhere. It's that he's trying to let Poe reveal what's already there which is different than with Tai Lung. With Tai Lung, they were driving to make Tai Lung the Dragon Warrior. Where with Poe, it was just letting the Dragon Warrior reveal itself. Yeah, because it's always in there. And so it was just such an interesting relationship to watch between the two of them because they, they kind of get to the point that I was with my Sifu, which was, we just used to laugh together. Like we would just hang out. And it was very much like that. Like there was no ego. Involved, it was kind of like picking on each other, maybe you know, boosting each other up or challenging one another. But it was a relationship of equals, as opposed to the traditional relationship that Shifu had with his other five students, who all looked at him as disconnected. Right. So then it's funny because then after the training scene, where Poe's finally like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm coming from a state, a state of fulfillment now. I'm not trying to be something. I'm recognizing what I am." Those five masters come back from facing Tai Lung. And they have all just been crushed. And suddenly Poe is looking at himself and his idea of himself again, and he becomes afraid. And so what does Shifu do? No problem. You are the dragon warrior. The secret that we need is in that scroll.
0: And yeah, I mean, the scroll is (laughs) a whole, like there's so much there. So with that, basically, they get the scroll. He, he looks at it and he's basically like, oh, shit, <laughs> nothing's here. <laughs> and initially, it's uh, like, no, look. And, and Shifu's like, I can't look. I can't look. And he's like, no, there's nothing. He's like, what? All right, give me that. And he looks. It's like, what? There's, not, there's nothing there. And what they don't recognize the whole time is that it's a reflection. And it's, it's just them. And so initially it's like this concern and, and sends everyone into a state of sadness and depression of, Oh, we don't, you know, we don't have the secret ingredient basically. And then, and then Poe goes, goes down is basically quitting and they're all planning on leaving the city. And Shifu's like, everyone just leave. I'll hold off Tai Lung until everyone can escape. And then he'll, you know, take over the city and probably just run train on the rest of reality in in a fit of anger. And so, Poe, uh, Poe, when he sees his dad, he's, he's clearly down. And and his dad's like, "I, there's something I've been meaning to tell you." And and you think he's going to say like, "You're not my son. Like you're adopted," <laughs> which is so obvious and just is so funny that that's not something understood. Um, and he's like, "You want to know the secret ingredient to my secret ingredient soup?" There is no secret ingredient and immediately pose like there is no secret ingredient. And it's just so powerful because when they open the scroll, they say something like you can hear all of the, understand all the secrets of the universe, be able to hear a butterfly's wings flap. And I thought that was super interesting because how often is our mind racing with things having to do with our idea of ourselves thinking that, you know, we're not enough, we should be more, we need to do this, afraid of this happening. And the whole time it's just you, you're on that razor's edge, no matter what, no matter what you think is. So as you let go of your idea of yourself being this thing that you are and just relax into the recognition that it's always been you, there is no secret ingredient. All you ever have to do is be yourself. Your mind starts to quiet. And through that quieting, without so much an idea of yourself, you can hear butterflies' wings flap. Like, so I thought that was, that was super interesting, but yeah, the scroll, it's like e- either you see it or you don't, and they all didn't understand that it was, it was just them the whole time until Poe recognized there was no secret ingredient. I just have to be myself.
1: Yeah, because it was always something that they had to achieve. It was always something that they had to work towards rather than a recognition that you are not what you think you are yeah, or, or rather than freedom essentially, right? And so that's why it's so interesting because I, it's Tai Lung's character. More than anything with Tai Lung, I feel bad for Tai Lung. And it's because he was basically trained to think like he did and he just couldn't give it up. Even when he finally got the apology from Shifu and the recognition of what Shifu had done, that wasn't enough. He needed to be the Dragon Warrior. Even though he was already by far the best fighter there was. Like he had proved that repeatedly. It wasn't enough and it will never be enough. That's the problem. Whereas Poe just kind of shows up and he's, he's huffing. He's puffing after climbing all the stairs. He's totally relaxed, right? Like he even makes a joke at his own expense, right? He's like, what do you do, sit on me? He's like, don't tempt me. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's so interesting to watch that last fight because the entire time, It's Tai Lung in full control, thinking it's the dragon scroll that's giving Poe this ability to fight. And Poe, he's just using all of the lessons that he's learned throughout the entirety of the story. All of them down to the bamboo rods and and the uh, rocket powered sleigh that he got onto or the rocket powered cart from the fireworks and whatnot. Like all of that came from the beginning of the story. It was all brought back into the moment because that's what made him the dragon warrior, that he was life moving fluidly through all of the insights that he had been moving through. Even uh, when the scroll was way up high, he actually envisioned it as a cookie so he could get up to get it. And you hear Tai Lung, the scroll is giving him power. It's like, no, it's not. And that's the whole thing, but it was disempowering Tai Lung because he needed it, right? And so he was getting more and more desperate. And then finally he gets the scroll and he just can't understand it. He he can't in any way make sense of it. And you can see him almost at his saddest and most desperate point right then and there. Like he has nothing left to shoot for. It's a blank scroll.
0: Yeah, that that last fight between Poe and Tai Long, I thought was just so fascinating because he's utilizing everything he's learned, but he's just being himself like the whole time from climbing the stairs, like you said, and he's huffing and puffing like there it's clearly showing that he is not some like majestic in super good shape. Like the idea of what you think a dragon warrior would be even in his dream at the start of the movie, he had this idea that it's like attractive and and helpful and, and awesome and, and all this stuff. And he's like in better shape. And it, it's never been about that at all. And even throughout the fight, like he's still out of breath in certain parts. He's, he's using his, Belly, like Ty Lung's running running at him full speed, and he just like embraces it and just like belly bumps him. Like that is not a move you would think the dragon warrior would be pulling off. So the whole fight, he's just being himself. Like he's not even he's utilizing. Obviously, he's learned a lot in his training, but it's not like this conceptual idea of what a master warrior would be. He's really just relaxing into what his strengths already are like utilizing his larger body and and belly to defeat the greatest fighter that's ever lived because they're holding on to this, this idea of control and this idea of what it should be doing and the way it should be fighting and the way it's taught to fight, as opposed to just allowing things to happen as they are, which is all Poe does the entire fight.
1: Yeah. It's an incredible scene. It's really interesting to watch like, Poe just lets Tai Lung do his thing and he kind of plays with it until Tai Lung's got nothing left. But Tai Long's mentality in that, in that scene is what beats him more than Poe. He's not paying attention. He's desperate, he's angry. He doesn't understand what's going on anymore. And so he just wants to get a victory. And so he's not thinking like the martial artist that he's always trained to be. His balance is totally shot. Whereas Poe has found his balance. It's a great scene, it really is, especially where he starts using Tai Long's tail against him, sticks into his mouth and Tai Long bites it and, and everything there. And he's right to the point where Tai Long's like, you can't be the dragon warrior. You're nothing but a big fat panda. Poe's like, like, no, I'm the big fat panda, right? And that's, that's it, that's the ownership, right? It's like, I am what I am and that's all that's necessary. It's an incredible, incredible movie. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and just the whole time it, it goes to show and displays the importance of fun and enthusiasm. Like Poe, the entire time, he gets down on himself a few times, absolutely. But through all of the fighting stuff, like from the beginning of training, when all of the five masters fight him and then Shifu fights him, he's just like... Hell yeah, this is awesome. And he's like every time, yeah. He ends with the with the punch, and he's just he just doesn't quit and he's enjoying the experience along the way. He's just appreciative that he's even there fighting them and they're fighting with him. He's just happy to be there, and then even You know, through that last fight with Ty Lung the whole time, he's like smiling, laughing. He gets Tai Lung to bite his own tail and he's just like laughing in his face, just having a good time because he's found his balance, which he's realized isn't anything other than what he is like. There's nothing he has to be. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to get. There's nothing more to be other than what he is. So, yeah, just just an incredible movie. So, so much symbolism. And I'm glad I watched it twice, but I feel like I could watch it another four or five times and and just pick up on so much more. Cause yeah, there's, there's a ton in it.
1: Yeah. It's a great movie. The second one is also really good. They do develop the character relationship a little bit more between him and the other five masters, uh, including their ongoing relationship with Shifu who is starting to find inner peace because he understands it was all his own inner conflict. There was a scene in this movie that I always find really interesting where Shifu is, sitting in his, his dojo and he's by himself and he's like trying to focus on inner peace, inner peace. And he hears this flapping, he's like inner, inner peace. Can somebody stop making that noise? That always gets me because that's not inner peace, right? And so, yeah, in the second movie, you see that relationship developed a little bit more and you see Poe, now that he knows who he is, now that he's not doubting himself, he trains with the other masters. Like you can see him practicing and learning more and exploring what he's capable of because that block is no longer there. That resistance to his own ability is no longer there. So the second movie is solid. We're not going to cover that here because you haven't watched it yet. And honestly, I don't want to cover the third one necessarily right now, because although it's a decent movie, it certainly doesn't live up to the first two. Uh, And I'm just going to leave that there. I might've upset somebody who's listening. I'm sorry if you like the third movie. There is some solid stuff in it. Great voice actors, so on and so forth. But it just doesn't live up to the first movie and all of its rich symbolism and its insights and the entire journey of letting go of your ego versus getting immersed in your ego, letting go of control, getting immersed in control, destiny versus free will. There's just so much in this first Kung Fu Panda movie. So Thank you for joining us for this movie review. We really appreciate you listening to this. And of course, if you'd like to leave your own thoughts about Kung Fu Panda in the comment section below or on Discord, we would love to hear what you thought of the movie. If you have a movie suggestion for a future Dualistic Unity movie review episode, we'd love to hear that too. We have a few in mind. Well, I have dozens in mind, but I'm always happy to hear other suggestions because there are movies I have not seen that... I am sure I would love to see. So I'm relying on you to help me out. But that's it for this week, everyone.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, everyone.